Well, good evening and good morning, EPL State of Mind listeners. You have James, Sean, and Kyle back on the mic for episode 18 of the season. And unfortunately for all of you, this is the year in review, which means this past weekend was Super Sunday. We had all the games at one time on 1130. And it, I'm going to say it didn't, didn't disappoint. There was some really exciting and Totally out of left field results, uh, a 5-0 for Arsenal, a 4-4 draw for Liverpool-Southampton, and of course Everton's big escape Houdini style from relegation. So really, really fun day every year to watch. We also had Luton versus Coventry for Championship Saturday, which we'll get into. But we have a really exciting final segment for everyone here, which will take up most of the time. So we're going to roll right through this guy. And hot news is a little lacking, considering the fact that it was the last weekend. So we're going to pop right into Championship Saturday, which was the final and the final spot for promotion, whether it was going to be Luton Town or Coventry. So like I said last week, Luton Town has never been in the Premier League before, and this would have been Coventry's return in over 50 years, I believe. So really, really promising result as to see which team would come up into the English Premier League. So I don't think we got a disappointing result whatsoever. And we're going to get right into it here. And as we know here, Luton Town beat Coventry in penalties to win the final spot and achieve promotion to playoff for the first time ever. As a reminder, none of these teams uh, really had a streak in the Premier League as of late. And the other two teams that currently were promoted prior to the game was Burnley and Sheffield United. So Sean, I know you watched this game in depth I was in and out of a moving van, so I wasn't able to really watch it. I caught a few things here and there. I do know that the the captain of Luton Town collapsed on the pitch. Um, so there was, I believe, like 10 minutes of stoppage time in that first half, something outrageous. But take us through Championship Saturday and what happened here. Yeah, a lot of drama, a lot of intensity. You could tell the, the somewhat the moment kind of got to the players early in the game. And then even crazier is like 10 minutes in, as you mentioned, Tom Lockyer, the captain of Luton town just collapsed um, and was stretchered off the field. Um, thankfully he's in stable condition. He's, I believe he's still in the hospital the last time that I heard something, but just like running tests and checks, making sure he's all good. So thoughts and prayers, obviously with him and his family, but um, seems like obviously good news, um, you know, from what it was very scary moment, but on the pitch, yeah, wild game. Not a ton of action back and forth in terms of scoring chances, but you know, a lot of big tackles and and uh, long passes. A lot of yellow cards. I believe second half had eight minutes of stoppage time, so there was a ton, a ton of football in this game. Maybe not the highest quality, and uh, I think that's my overall takeaway: is that there's a lot of work that needs to be done. You know, on for Luton Town to stay in the Prem. You know, they they they're going to need to be aggressive this summer. Yeah, they have a they have a bit of a mountain to climb. And it was like, like you said, the stoppage time was here. It was bringing us back to World Cup stoppage time days. Uh, so that was that was outrageous. And the only thing that is absolutely more absurd and just inconvenient to everyone in the English Premier League, but also the most interesting and really the, the most fun thing I think about this promotion is that Luton Town, first of all, first time in the Premier League, but the pitch, Kyle, tell me about the stadium. So, Luton Town plays at Kenilworth Road. It is a dump. They need to put $10 million of work into it in the offseason just to make it up to code on Premier League standards. And that's um, not an exaggeration. No, it's 10 mil. So, they need work, as James and Sean mentioned earlier. So, that's going to be a hit for them. 
Um, I think it'll be the funniest stadium for a long time to come. We're going to have fans on roofs of nearby apartment buildings watching in. So that should be fun. Uh, another note on that is that the maximum capacity of Kenilworth Lane is 10,200 fans. Premier League standards allow a team to bring either 3,000 fans minimum or 10% for away games. That means that 30% of that stadium is going to be away fans. That can't be good. So I'm, I'm a little excited to watch that go down. And uh, on a last note, as they mentioned earlier, Burnley is coming to the Premier League with Vincent Company at the helm. Love that. But they've been, you know, up here before, below, up, below. And they have had some fun managers. And I know Sean likes this guy. But in 2012, they were, they were coached under Sean Dyche. So that should be fun because he's going to be up there again in the Prem. And when he left Burnley, he was taken over by a man named Mike Jackson, which is just awesome. Guy's got unreal dance moves. You ever seen a moonwalk? <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew you'd be a fan of, of that name, Kyle. What, one thing just to put into perspective for those who, who aren't up to date with stadium sizes in the EPL, I believe Raven Stadium in Maryland in Baltimore is roughly around 65,000 uh, seats. And in the EPL, the largest stadium is Old Trafford where Manchester United plays. And that's 74,000, roughly 75,000 capacity. And then you look uh, into the seventh place team or the seventh largest one, which is St. James Park, that's at 52. So you're literally a fraction if you're Luton Town, which is insane, which is crazy. So I have a feeling that a lot of people this year are going to want to be going to this game. I think it's going to be a hot ticket for sure. So now all of our listeners in Maryland can very easily put those two together and get a visual for how exactly specifically the fans in Maryland now. Oh, okay. This makes a lot of sense. now. (laughs) Thank you so much for relating it to Baltimore Ravens. Well done, James. Okay. Well, that's our hot news because it's really the only thing that is is of worthy right now. I'm sure you guys will hear more of the Saudi Arabia Premier League coming to factor with Messi and uh, Kareem Benzema and a lot more players looking that way. And, and we'll bring a, a better update next week or the next update after the Champions League when those things are more solidified. But we're going to roll into pretty much the, the happening of the weekend of, of uh, Super Sunday. So like we spoke about last year, uh, last week, there were really only three games that we had kind of highlighted or to look forward to. And it was centered around two main things, relegation and the final spots for European tournament in soccer. So we're going to start on the, the relegation side of things with Leicester versus West Ham. So Kyle, I, I know you kind of looked into this a little bit. I watched part of the game, but I'll let you kind of rattle off what we saw as the takeaways to this game. You know, obviously Leicester needed a dub here. So what was the scenario and, and what kind of disappointment did we get from this? Uh, well, huge disappointment if you are a Leicester fan. So Leicester needed to win to, you know, against the inform West Ham to even have a chance. And they did it. This was a definite upset. They needed the win and they got it. Um, West Ham, they played a pretty powerful side. They only sat Suchek and Bowen from their strongest possible starting eleven. So whether or not they needed the win, they came out to win this game. So, And they are still in European tournament playing the Conference League Finals. So it's a little surprising that they came out swinging like that. I would agree. Um, Yeah, for sure. You know, the game was pretty much even the whole time. It was extremely boring to watch. 
We had 1.42 XGs for Leicester compared to 1.38. The the game ended 2-1 to one Leicester's side, so I guess they put their chances away way more clinical than West Ham did. And the shots were 13-16 to 16 in favor of West Ham. So, I mean, for a boring game, it, there were a lot of shots. They were just really shitty shots. You know, each team had less than 33% shot accuracy. That's It's not good, per se. You know, possession was 48-52. It's right down the middle again. Uh, it was just a forgettable game, I would say, for both sides. But way more forgettable for Leicester because they did what they had to and they still got relegated, which is tough. Yeah. So. I think this I think this game finished minutes before the Everton game as well because the Everton game had some additional stoppage time. So I know for a fact, or I would imagine, that everyone in that stadium – uh, on a Lester wearing a Lester jersey was just glued to their phones, hoping to see um, Bournemouth pop a tying goal in and just go crazy. But unfortunately for Lester, that didn't happen. Fortunately for Everton and my dear friend Blake Pirtle, who I texted immediately asking how he was and needed a polar bear plunge into a freezing cold lake in celebration afterwards, he did put his phone on silent during the entirety of the game. So I kind of just did a mental health check on him, as I would assume he would have been doing to me if I was in the same position. Everton just always finds a way to stay up. So their second longest in the EPL streak continues. Sean, let's talk about that for a quick minute. Come Some highlights, some facts. And then we'll pop into the European side of the issues. Yeah. Um, I said it ad nauseum at, on this podcast. Kyle said it. I'm sure you said it as well, James. Goodison Park never disappoints. The atmosphere for this game was absolutely top notch. I mean, it kind of does show the state of Everton Football Club at the moment that it, it's like a final atmosphere, but it's for staying in the Premier League, fighting relegation. Um, but unbelievable in this game. It felt like they were pulling the ball towards the net at points in this early in the second half and uh, took a moment of magic from Abdullahi Dukore. I'd love to hear James try to pronounce that one. Uh, I will not. <laughs> on the volley, <laughs> outside of the box, into the bottom corner. Just a beautiful, beautiful finish. Um, a moment of brilliance for a team that really has lacked it throughout you know long stretches of the season, but... Uh, we talked about, A, like I said, obviously how great Goodison is, but also Sean Dyche just finds a way to graph fucking points and graph three points on the board or draws against the big teams. Like he just, he always finds a way and um, again, finds a way to get three points when Everton desperately need it. And we'll see him in the Prem next year. Absolutely. Never disappoints. I got to say, though, man, if you're an Everton fan, your heart has got to be one season away from complete explosion because this happened to them last season, too, where they finished in 17th, I believe. So really, ever 16th, I'm sorry, Everton's really not doing them any any favors towards the end of the season. But, hey, you know what, to be honest with you, a little excitement towards the end there might be better than, you know, finishing in like 15th, 14th place. And then you're just like, well, now what I'm watching soccer for, right? But, hey. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter. a lot of money for the Liverpool cardiologist. I'll say that. Yeah, it doesn't matter where you finish. I mean, who do you think had the most fun Sunday night out of everyone in yeah. Europe? Probably yeah, everyone. Yeah, true. So, yeah, like, for sure. They, those guys were probably for going sure. crazy. Or, oh, or, yeah, or probably Bayern still fans. going crazy. Or well, yeah, Bayern I'll take that fans. back. It matters oh, where you Dortmund. finish. But, you know, you finish in between 8 and 17, you're still making it in the Premier League. Right. You know, you're not getting any accolades. You're not going to Europe. You're just there. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, exactly. I mean, good for Everton, for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, we, we won't we won't bring it up right now, but definitely check out if you guys haven't looked into the Buntis League final day finish. That was one for the record books. So definitely take a peek at that, how Dortmund had their hearts ripped out even more so than a lot of the teams here in the English Premier League. So take a look at that Bayern again. I think, what is this, 11th straight title for them? So take a peek at that. Absolutely absurd. Talk about a one-team league. Dortmund did what they could. But uh, going a little bit higher up in the table to see who would finish in that final European Conference League spot, whether that be Tottenham or Aston Villa, is the Leeds versus Tottenham game. So Leeds was also fighting relegation, but they needed a lot to happen. They needed to win, and both Leicester and Everton needed to lose in order for them to stay up in the English Premier League. Big thing here is I think they brought in Big Big Sam way too late. I think they were looking for a, a Sean Dyche kind of miracle, but Everton brought Dyche in much sooner. I think that's a big factor into that. But other than that, it was kind of just totally one-sided. It was it was home in Ellen Road for Leeds, but they lost one to four. So right off the bat, Tottenham scores, I think, within the first eight or ten minutes. So Leeds' hopes are pretty much squandered at that point in the game. And this game was all about Kane, 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 Kane. And to be honest with you, if you were to put Kane on any of the big six clubs, he could probably, I would say, at least a 75 to 60% chance of taking player of the year award away from Holland, just because I think he would be so much more lethal. Although the guy put away 30 goals in the season four Spurs, put him on any other team. I think Holland's got real competition there. Kane scored his 29th and his 30th goal in the game. And only five of the previous goals for him were from PKs. Uh, These two goals mark the 26th game in this season. He has scored. So in 26 separate games, this is a new EPL 38-game season record, which is absolutely insane. Talk about clinical finishing consistently. That is absurd. I mean, I am a diehard gunner, and I bleed red, but this guy needs his respect on his name. This is absolutely insane. Whether he's on Spurs or Chelsea or any other London team, this guy has got one for the record books. He also, this was a crazy fact I saw, he also put – Goals away against 10 separate teams during the home and away ventured. So there's 10 teams that he scored in both fixtures home and away, which is really, really interesting. So we'll see without European soccer. So unfortunately, because Aston Villa did win, or fortunately for Aston Villa, Aston Villa took the final spot in European soccer. So Spurs are finishing in eighth or finished in eighth and will not see European soccer next year. So I can, I could probably put half the paycheck on it that we won't see Kane in a Spurs jersey next year. I think if Dan, uh, if Levy, the owner of Spurs, has anything to say about it, I think he will stay with Spurs, which would be really shitty for Kane. Uh, but with that possible move and then Kuliseski going back home, oh, he signed permanently today. Wow, Sean is, is typing in as I'm reading it. So I didn't know that. But as of yesterday, it sounded like he was going back to Juventus from his loan, but it does sound like he is staying uh, with Spurs. So that's, that's some minute... To the minute editing right there, Sean. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I just want to say, though, Classic Tottenham, they're looking for a discount on the fee that they already agreed to Juventus for for the buy option because they're Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> but, That's so I'm, we, can, we can talk about them in a few few moments. Yeah, let's, let's hop into the year in review. We're going to give everybody a little report card, A to F, and uh, we'll explain the rules in this next segment. 
Yeah, absolutely. So we'll we'll be right back after our, our quick interval. And uh, like Sean said, it's going to be a good one. Well, what a season it was, boys. Obviously, a lot better for some teams rather than others, but I think it was one for the record books, regardless of who you support. I think it was one that was probably a little bit closer at the end than most, other than, of course, Sean, I will give you respect where respect is needed every single other season because Liverpool pushed Man City to the brink. But I think we can all agree that this year in review, this year wrap-up, for each individual team will be really fun to talk about. And it will only get us more excited for next season, which my hot take, I forgot to mention last one. I think we will not see the title go to a team with more than 84 points. I think we're going to see the point distribution spread out a lot more. That's just how excited I am. I know Sean, you had some opinions on that. We can talk about that later or later on in the series uh, that we go, but Talking about it right now, let's talk teams. We're going to go from first place all the way down to last place in the table. We're going to give everyone a grade from A to F, or because of certain cases, we have no restrictions on alphabet to give to people past F. And then uh, we'll talk about kind of who we feel as the best team, as the best player on the team or interesting fact and, and what we're looking forward to seeing next year from the team or what we're curious about what we're going to see from the team, whether it be in the transfer window or what we would like to see or see what really they need to improve on. So it'll kind of be like an open forum from there. Um, so I'm always enjoying the symphony of comments from you guys. So why don't we go ahead and get started on it? Kyle, I'll give you the honors to announce who the first place team was and your grade first. So take it away, my friend. First place, Manchester City. Well done, you guys. Phenomenal season. Phenomenal second half of the season, I'll say. I have them rated as an A+. I think it doesn't matter if you come in first. You get an A+. Period. You did your job better than any other team this year. Fair. I have them right now as an A because I'm holding out to give them the plus to see what they do in the FA Cup and the Champions League, which I know the Champions League is not part of the EPL, but the FA Cup is. Uh, so right now I have them as an A. I think if they walk away with just the the title it stays at an a if they get anything above just the title i'll give them an a plus yeah i agreed same brilliant yeah well that that makes that makes good sense yeah i think the only thing we talked about there is holland right is 36 season that i don't think that record's going to get touched for a while unless it's holland next year again with the brunt no yeah i i will say i i you know a lot of people come up to me and asking hey is he gonna is he gonna break 40 is he gonna get to 40 I reluctantly, you know, earlier on in the season said that they he wouldn't. And then obviously as soon as they clinched first place, they kind of rested a lot of their players for the Champions League. So that obviously goes against Holland, but he's already got the record. So I understand what yeah. Pep was doing to try to, to try to rest him a little bit. I mean, I'll I hype mean, him up as much as I can, but I'll also dog him when they're poor. I thought Holland had one of the worst months as a superstar in the last season. His last four games were just not good. Even even consider Champions League, stuff like that. He just hasn't been scoring. They've just been covering him. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with 36. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and, 
and, and I think anyone would be happy with 36. I think most people are happy with like 17, 18. As soon as you start getting to the 20s, you're like your eyes are, are, are getting really wide. And I know, Sean, our big thing on, on Man City for next year is like, where do you go from here? How do you improve the squad that is already the best around? Yeah, it's the it's like the Death Star. It's like get, they're gonna get another weapon <laughs> yeah. on the Death Star, like another thing that zaps a bunch of planets to death. I don't know. It's um, crazy. And they I, sell, I, they sell like their some of the key components too. Like I have one of my notes, and then now I'm done here. Is they sold Jesus and Zinchenko and both positions that they were Sterling. a little bit thin on in the beginning, and Sterling, and they fucking it just it's like another clone just pops up and goes right back into the pecking order. Yeah, it, it's an unbelievable factory. And then you also look at guys like Gavin Mizunu and Romeo Lavia, who they sold to Southampton, I think combined something like $35 million. They yeah. They have so many youth guys like that they never really give a chance to <laughs> because they're just so friggin' good. Uh, it's true. Jaden Sancho is another example as well. But, yeah, yeah money-making machine uh, obviously helps when you can print it and uh, you have a bunch of oil backing you up as well. Oh, yeah. I will say that my one thing on that number is just, two. yeah, 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 absolutely. FFP rules don't exist here, right, Kyle? So number <laughs> two, what, what was that? No, <laughs> no, number two, I'll take the honors on this because it's my dear old friend, my gunners. Um, I gave them an A minus. Uh, the only reason why I gave them an A minus is because they essentially had the championship, the, the, the trophy in their hands and just let it slip. I, I don't weigh too heavily on that because from two seasons ago finishing in eighth place with no european tournaments to last year finishing fifth place by this by the hair of tottenham's ball sack we really could have done better last year but we really showed that our progress is going the right way so i gave them an a minus all right i'll go yeah i mean let's do it i gave them an a plus i mean i don't think anyone could have asked for a better season from arsenal if you're an arsenal fan looking back you know maybe yeah. they had the title for a while but I don't think anyone was predicting a jump from European or uh, Europa League to so, like solidly in second place in the Premier League to even clinching Champions League weeks before the season's over. I don't think Arsenal's going to had a season like that in a long time. I think they're going to have more seasons like that, which is why I'm going to give them an A+. Plus. They're building a phenomenal football team right now. Scary. Do you want to say it, Sean, or do you, do you want me to say it? You can say it. Yeah, they're the youngest team in the English Premier League. So oh, you're damn right they're building oh, something, Kyle. Are they the youngest or the second youngest? Well, the 2022-23 uh -huh. season oh. is over, so Southampton is not in the Premier League, so they are the youngest squad in the Premier League. He's right. We'll see We'll see who Luton Town brings in. But, Sean, go ahead. Give uh, give Gunners your rating. Yeah, I give them an A-. I think, um, obviously, a phenomenal season both your points are taken. They exceeded expectations from the beginning of the year, but at the same time, you know, they, they did have the title um, in their sights up eight points. You know, I know there was a game in hand in there, all of that, but you can't tell me they didn't disappoint down the stretch and, and probably some yeah. recency bias with this grade, but I'm going to go a minus. I, th I think it's fair, obviously still a phenomenal season for Arsenal, but there's still a level of disappointment there that I can't justify giving it an A or yeah. an A plus. If they went a little bit deeper in the domestic and European tournaments, I think it would have been it would have been up there for an A. But I agree. Sure. Just just because I can't pick one, um, why don't we go with who you guys think was the best player for the Gunners? So okay. Sean. Yeah. Yeah. No, Kyle, you take it. I don't like talking about him because James gets too excited. He gets this smirk <laughs> on his face. He's very good with both feet. That's what I'll say. 
<laughs> comes in comes in time comes in time so yeah. Sokka, i would agree with that you know i could have gone across the the middle or the top for for any of them but i would agree i mean he, he had the second most goals he had the second most assists um he was actually i believe he was actually tied uh with yeah he was second and second so fair i would also nah, he was fair. he was he was third in assists he had 11 trossard and salah had 12 no, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sticking to just Arsenal players. Oh, oh, yeah, yep. Sorry, yep. You're good. You're good. So where where do we go from here? James with Martinelli. I will say yeah. Martinelli yeah. as well for yeah. only the first half of the season. He, I thought he was arguably one of the best wingers in the league. First yeah. half. Of the season. I, I think he kept it, it relatively consistent throughout. But yeah, the only reason he, why he kept I, it consistent. Yeah. It's just there were players that shined second half, like Jack Grealish, yeah. for example. You know, like there were players that overtook him, but first yeah. half of the season. I thought Martinelli was a monster for Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll, I'll just take I'll just take where we go from here. We have gotten the green light to have the largest transfer market wallet with over two hundred million to spend. So what I'm really curious and and looking forward to is seeing how we spend that in this summer. And I really hope we don't blow half of it, a hundred mil, just on one player, as AKA Declan Rice. So that's kind of where my focus is going to be in the summer and where my focus on what Arsenal can improve on is, is through the depth and how they spend their, their transfer market. So that's, that's my two cents on, on what, what we are looking forward to next year and, and the look ahead there. But um, Sean, why don't you go ahead and do third place? Ugh, fuck these guys. <laughs> Manchester United disgust me. Um, I give them a B plus really good season obviously they're in the fa cup final so there's a chance for a domestic cup double they already won the carabao they finished top four i mean listen ten hogs come in and really establish himself as clearly the number one manager at at united since sir alex left um i think they're only going to progress from here but at the same time i think there's a little bit too much excitement from the manchester united side they spent 237 million in the summer window and then I saw Ten Hag come out and say, oh, how we couldn't compete in January about how how much everybody else spent. They still spent more than almost, I think they think they had the third highest spend in the league this year. So across both windows. Um, and there's still a lot of work to be done. We'll see what they do this summer. But B plus for me, definitely depth needed all up, up and down the spine of this team. Striker, holding midfielder, center back, goalkeeper. Yeah. Agreed. I gave I gave them a little bit less. I gave them a B because they had that spending, like you said. I mean, they spent a hundred on Anthony, who really didn't pan out. He had some glimmers of hope here and there. Um, one of his biggest highlights for me was faking one of the most atrocious fake out injuries I've probably ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> and the lace him getting getting stretchered off the field and the guy barely touched him. I don't know if there's any actual medical diagnostic to that yet i don't think they're going to ever come out with one because it was just atrocious but yeah i I would say i give them i give them a b i have rashford as their best player obviously because like kyle said last episode he stopped the world for a little bit i really wanted to say it was casemiro because he came in and really solidified the team um huge impact there but yeah b for for manchester united and they're they're back in champions league so you can't complain there kyle yeah, so I'm going to give them an 86. I'm in between a B and a B plus. They're one point away from a B plus right there. They had what I thought was a decent season riddled by specific errors. They're, it's the little things. It's the Maguire error that led to the goal. It's the De Gea poor clearance that led to the goal. It's the Casemiro red card 
You don't need to yeah. get the Anthony misses, like even the Anthony signing. You know, it's a good season riddled with huge specific errors. Yeah. So I, I can't give them a B plus for that. They had a one of the funniest quadruple runs of all time this year. That was, that was fun. When they beat City and, they had, <laughs> yeah. and, they, and won the Carabao. Yeah. And they, had the, they had the quadruple run, then immediately yeah. got beaten by Arsenal, and then somebody else. Oh, then, sorry. That's right. Liverpool stomped them. Donkey got donkey <laughs> kicked them. Right? Right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it was very close to a B plus. It just wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah, fair. All right, Kyle. I'll bring us bring us back to fourth place here. Newcastle United jumping from eleventh last United. yeah yeah a I'm, plus yeah yeah a plus jumped no from eleventh place last yep. year to fourth place this year, and they had the greatest delta in goals against minus twenty nine. So they let in twenty nine goals less. So to give us your rating and and what you're really looking forward to there, it's an A plus in my opinion. Uh, it's similar to Arsenal, why they're getting their A+, which is I look at their season in the beginning of the season and I predict where they're going to end up. And then you watch the season and how did they do based off of that prediction. So they shined, shined, shined. A+, I mean, Nick Pope, he's going to be my guy for this for this run. I just love a good, solid goalie who does not make like drastic errors. So yeah, I, think, I think they deserve Locker. the A+. I think we can... We can be very excited for Newcastle. I think we all knew this was coming after they got backed by their gigantic wallet. But it's nice to see it in full effect with some names that aren't Ronaldo, Messi, Neymar. You know, you start to meet the new superstars. So I'm liking it, man. I think it's good. A plus. Yeah. I think we gave them all. We gave them A plus across the board. I was in between Kieran Trippier and Bruno Gamerich for for the player of the of the season for them. So that's my two takes, Um, you know, just really exciting. Like I said, it's a crazy that they can't best defense probably out there. They came and showed it with a a Delta of negative 29 goals against. So really well done there, Sean. Yeah. uh, As Tom said numerous times early on in 20 or in the 2022 season. Yep. Early part of that. They're way ahead of schedule. This was not expected to happen right away. I think Eddie Howe came in last year and they looked really good down the stretch. They got out of the relegation zone almost immediately. It helps when you add Trippier and, you know, they've added a bunch of other guys and invested. But as Kyle said, they're not superstars by any means yet. I think Isak will kind of establish himself as one. Um, and obviously Bruno Grimage as well. But um, yeah, they're phenomenal. Um, they're tough to play against. They're basically become the Atletico Madrid of the Prem. So mm-hmm. oh, that's good a great analogy. That. Yeah, I agree fully. It's yeah. it's wild. So a lot of exciting see, things see, to come see from See him them. on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday nights next year, pissing people off, time oh, wasting time. the shit out of oh. Real Madrid. I would love to see <laughs> it. I hope they. I hope they absolutely get rattled. Yeah, they they will for sure. There'll be a lot of chippy things towards the end of the time wasting. I almost there. want them to go full shit house. By the way, like I don't know who exactly just they buy signed, into but it. just. Just buy, completely buy into it and just sign an absolute idiot that's just going to go do stupid things and, like, <laughs> piss people off. Let me be a little Zlatan. Yeah, go a little full, bit of that. full yeah. heel. No, not even Zlatan. Somebody no, that's on the under pitch, the age of 79. That's fresh. Well, speaking about the age of 79 uh, and James Milner going to Brighton, Liverpool <laughs> finished the goat. I had to do it. The goat uh, Liverpool finished in fifth place, just outside of Champions League football 
Sean, kick us off here for your team. Yeah, it's a D minus. The only thing preventing it from being an F is the way that they look down the stretch. Um, but at the end of the day, top four is the minimum expectation for Liverpool. Mm. It just is, you know, considering the fact that they've been in the Champions League every full season that Klopp has been here, they finished top four. Um, and how deep they've gone in the Champions League, it's really disappointing. I'm not going to lie to you, but I will be in attendance in Dublin in 2024. I can mark your fucking calendars. Liverpool Europa League final. We'll teach you guys how to, how how uh, European royalty does it. I know you, you know the Europa League was too difficult for Arsenal. You lost to <laughs> was it Sporting Lisbon? Yeah, Liverpool in European out. competition eats up little Portuguese teams like Porto and Sporting and Benfica, and they don't even digest them. They just Go right it through just the goes system right and out the other way. Half hour. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. It's like it's like bad Indian food, baby. Yeah, so, if only you could find the cure to Real Madrid, that would be uh, that would be even better. They're not in the Europa League. You, you, everybody's toast. You're toast. This is true. <laughs> so uh my player of the year quickly, Allison Becker. Talked about him last week in in our team of the year. I think uh two out of three picks were for Allison. Um, and I explained the stat poorly. It's goal saved above expected. It basically mm-hmm. how good you are making like spectacular saves and one-on-one saves. He's the best in the world at it. Led the Prem in that stat. Distribution phenomenal. They'd be eighth, ninth without him. So love the man. That's my player of the year. Absolutely. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, I think Mo Salah is probably my player of the year for them just because he turned it up towards the end of the season. He started off a bit slow. I know we had the whole entire who'd rather on the right side, Saka versus Salah. So I'll, I'll throw a bone for your boy Salah over there. One thing I'll say with, with uh liverpool is their away record is really what fucking kills me for you guys you had six wins out of 19 away games that's just not gonna cut it for anyone so i mean you guys kept your home your castle relatively firm there with only one loss so that's too expected for home but your away has got to be picked up way way up there so i think that's that's going to be easy to do. I think, you, you know, you've got a bit of a, a a problem now that you're not in Champions League football. So really competing for the central midfielders that you need and center defensive midfielder that you need will be a bit more of a challenge for you guys being Europa. I, I've learned this from experience, but um, I think Liverpool is going to be back to their winning ways in 2023-2024 season. No problem. All right. And uh, Kyle, you got anything about the Liverpool boys or or anything like that? And before you start talking, just as a heads yeah, up, man. your microphone is muted. I doubt it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it totally was. Thank you, James. Um, Anfield is terrifying. Period. Going, I mean, yeah. I was watching a documentary on Manchester City when they went to go play Anfield, and that bus ride in, I got scared for them. Like it is, it is not easy to go in there, keep your mental game straight, and win. Yeah. That being said, I gave them a C plus. I mean. You're going to go win the Europa. I didn't think it was the best season by any means, but the stretch down the run was fantastic. Looks like all the players started clicking again. We had Trent Alexander-Arnold doing well. We had Salah scoring goals. We had great plays out of Jota. You know, so it's hard to give a team like that a C plus. But, like, you know, you expect them to get an A by by the lineup. But um, I would just like to know my last eleven. Yeah. My favorite, favorite matchup this year had to be Liverpool-Bournemouth. I mean, Bournemouth comes into Anfield and gets oh. waxed 9 to nothing. Yeah, then Liverpool walks into Bournemouth and loses one nothing. 
that is just <laughs> something, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, you got the, the double done over you by Brentford, so I don't even want to fucking hear you guys are. That's true. That's yeah. true. That's true. But come on, I mean that—that's a great shout out, Kyle. That's a phenomenal uh, shout out. <laughs> save it for the Bournemouth talk. Did you think you would be plus eight in goals over Bournemouth and have a one-one record against them? Only three points on the against them. No, I didn't think that. Uh, yeah, I would have taken two four four nil wins, but it'd be would it be? Yeah, but like I said, I mean, it's just hard to rate them lower than a C plus. You know, they're they're a very very good team, and watching them these last six weeks has been a pleasure. They just yeah. came back four. They were just four goals down, and they just came back, kept their heads straight. So like, I, I can't give them less than a C plus. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And talking about teams that have absolute pleasure watching, and I think they found their way into everyone's hearts, especially ours here. I mean, like. I've 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 rewatched a couple of our episodes, and the the amount that we've talked about Brighton, it might actually eclipse how much we talk about Arsenal, Liverpool, and Man City. They're almost every episode. This team, they finished in sixth place, and they have the final spot in the Europa League. And guys, straight across the board, we did A A and A plus for Sean because I know you really really love Brighton. I don't just disagree. Right off the bat. Like I said, I think they get an A here from me basically because every person they threw out on that pitch showed heart and out of nowhere became an instant, instant player to watch. I mean, we had our boy Matoma, which for me is player of the season. Matoma on the left side coming out of nowhere and just destroying right backs really showed. I mean, unfortunately for you, Sean, not to mention him again, but really kind of stuck it to Liverpool as well um, with his final minute goal there. I mean, really, really class act. I will be interested to see where he goes. I'm hoping he stays. Uh, my big thing with Brighton is please, 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 please do not sell all of your players unless, again, it's to Arsenal. I mean, you have to maintain, <laughs> you have to maintain some of your key players. If you're going to be competing in Europa now and honestly make a push for top, I'll say top six every season, you can't be like, oh, this guy is really, really good selling profit. This guy's really good selling profit. You do, like we said before, have probably the greatest recruitment team in the league. Uh, only the one may be better for their value for what they actually purchased for would be Brentford. And I think it's really, really, really important that you use this momentum and just don't sell off and, and, and make a profit here. So I know McAllister is already probably on his way to Liverpool. Uh, Casado is probably on his way to Arsenal, providing we'll see what the Declan Rice kind of movement is like. Um, and Seiso is young. He's going to stay. Matoma, I hope he stays as well. And, and then you're kind of replacing your core. Like I said, McAllister, which was huge World Cup winner, and then Sato, who who arguably was their best player. So, Sean, I'll pass it to you because you have him as an A-plus. So I just want to kind of go from there. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think they could have had a better season. They achieved, you know, they've always been the XG darlings where they, you know, create a ton of chances and don't find ways to win. This year they found ways to win. They had the biggest jump in goals four. Um, last year they scored... Uh, 42 goals. Now they're up to 72. Um, makes wow. a huge difference for their offense. And um, 
yeah, phenomenal season. Another guy to mention. I know you shouted out just about half the, the squad. Evan Ferguson, <laughs> the young Irishman up front. Absolutely. Uh, looks to be a really, really promising player. Big, technically gifted, and also good at linking play. I don't want to say this and sound too stupid, but reminds me a little bit of Harry Kane. Anybody okay. else? Okay. Okay. Play style, yeah, maybe yeah, not his yeah, ability absolutely. yet, but no, he's absolutely, young. absolutely. He's got the same stature. He's got the same nose for the goal. He's got the shot, and he can pass the ball. So and I, he can I speak English, which Harry Kane can't do. So he's got that going for him. He's got too. that. He's got an upper hand. He does. Kyle, anything right. to add here? I know you got an A here. If not, you can. Yeah, it's an A. I like and see He's young. He's a good. He's a good defender. He's he's got a future. I like and see so. They got an A. Yeah, yeah, beautiful beautiful all right why don't you take a sass in villa they finished in 14th place last year they have the largest delta in position this year in seven so they jumped seven positions and it didn't look like that was going to happen until they brought in the count unai emery so we'll we'll see what you have to say on this that they stayed pretty consistent with their goals for 52 to 51 and then only did better goals against by eight you have them as a i have them at a b plus I expected more. I'm sorry. They have a wallet. Um, that being said, it's a new wallet. You know, it's not easy to just poach phenomenal players from good teams. Ollie mm-hmm. Watkins played very well. He's my player of the year for them. He had a little bit of a Rashford-type run. Not as good as Rashford's run. Not as fun to watch. Not as impactful on the league. But, um, yeah, I, I would. I, I thought they'd finish around here maybe a little higher. I would have probably flopped them in Newcastle, in my opinion. That's why I'm going to give them the B+. Because they were similar to start this year, in my opinion. Gotcha. Sean? Yeah, I give an A-. minus. Listen, they got European football. Um, played really well. They had big wins down the stretch with, that they really needed. Um, so, yeah, for me, um, fine putting them as an A-. a-. Minus. I thought they were, they were good. Like you mentioned, Kyle, 11 goals in 12 games for Watkins. Um, and they're also linked to Marco Asensio from Real Madrid. So, He's really struggled for form and fitness the last few years, but he's got a ton of talent, so it would be wild to see him in the Prem, especially playing for a team outside the, the Big Six. So, Absolutely. Yeah, let's, Absolutely. Uh, let's pop over to a team on the other side of the spectrum. Not quite as positive uh, across the board for the fellas. Tess, I'll let you start with your beloved Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, we don't well, want to hear I, what you have to say. I mean, I, I got like, I have a question for you guys first, and I would really appreciate an honest response here. And I think I know what you guys are, are going to say and, and give me some hope. When I say, what do you think of Tottenham? What is your response? Shit. And they what do you think prime? of shit? Tottenham. Yeah. Thank you, well, Sean. Man. Thank you, Sean. Because that is absolutely what happened to him this year. Finishing in champions position, and that was Tom laughing in the background, <laughs> the, the Spurs fan. He'll love that one later. Uh, but finishing in, in fourth place last year and then finishing out of European competition this year was a massive blow for them. They had the largest delta in goals against. Last year, they only led up 40. This year, they led up 63. So it just shows how much in shambles their defensive line was. Couldn't figure it out. I think the the circus that was Antonio Conte took a lot away from the team, and it just kind of showed that they do accept mediocrity. So, for me, I gave Tottenham an F just because you're you're supposedly one of the best teams in London. You're a top four contender almost every season, finishing outside of 
European competition is just a, it's just a failure. And the fact that they're only looking possibly worse for next season with no coach right now, no one to lead the helm. Daniel Levy is a joke ass of an owner has no idea what he's doing. (laughs) And I can't believe that there isn't more Levy out signs everywhere you go. And I just think it was horrible. The only, 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 only bright side is I honestly think Kane might be one of the greatest strikers to ever come into the Premier League. And this year exemplified that times 10. I mean, I, I kind of sucked them off a little bit before in the in the review, so <laughs> I won't go go too far into it into it now. But absolutely insane. So we appreciate I, I'm you good not at going leaving balls at that. deep. Yeah, yeah we appreciate uh, just you not the going balls deep. I'll give him an so, F2. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible season. That's really I mean, all horrible. I got to say about it. All right, Kyle. I gave them a D. I mean, screw you guys. To give them an F means that there was no team that much worse than them, which there was a clear True. team. So I'm going to give them a D. You know, finishing seventh is it's shitty for Spurs, but it's not eighth. shitty. Eighth. Eighth. I'm sorry, still, but shitty for Spurs. Absolutely. It's a big difference. It's shitty big for difference. the Premier League. No. So they did very below average, very, very below average for Spurs, but to put them at the worst with some of those teams, I just can't do it. Not with Kane on that team. Yeah. All right, well, we'll see where he goes. And I think that will be an even bigger tell on where Spurs as a collective team is going. If Kane stays, maybe they have hope. If they're gone, I would see them finishing in eighth or below eighth next season without Kane. Well, they have the prospect of a, what is it, Pacetto coming in, the new coach? No, uh, Pach- uh, Pach- you talking about Poch? Pach- yeah, Pochettino, is yeah, that it? Yeah, so, like, you know, I think he's a good coach, so if he has no, an No, Chelsea signed him. Oh, did they? That's a fuck. Yeah. That's thanks. Yep. So they really have no coach on the horizon. They have no one. No one's touching them with a 10-foot oh pole. God. It's like the Grinch movie. And they're the I alligator. Mean, it's like, and... like you said earlier, talking about Kane, you're like, if he goes to a top six team, dude. Yeah, Spurs a are different top, top four team usually. That's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. Crazy, but Brentford, crazy. Brentford, um, I know we, we, we really love them as well. We talked about their recruitment tactics, very similar to uh, Brighton's. Uh, I gave Brentford, they finished in 13th place last year and finished in ninth place this year. They stayed pretty consistent for their goals against and goals for only a delta of 10 and minus 10. So they, they did a lot better defensively. They had 56 goals against last season, 46 this year. I give them a B plus. I don't think they were incredible. I don't think they were the most exciting team to watch. They did do a double over Man City, which is extremely impressive. Um, they gave us a lot of problems Arsenal-wise. Last season, we got over that this year, but they were really exciting to watch. And the only reason why they probably did a little worse was, I think, I believe, I believe Tony, Ivan Tony was out on injury for, for a good little spell there as well. So I think they could have done a little bit better. Um, I think they're going to have a little bit of a difficulty pushing past where they are right now with a lot of the teams above them. So I can see them finishing in the same location, if not a little bit below. Uh, they definitely are a team that you can't write off. I think they're a team that will give you problems if you if you take them for granted. So definitely a B plus for me. Very solid team to keep, and I see them here for a little while, especially with their recruitment. Yeah, I gave them a B plus as well. Uh, you know what? They had a run. You know, they were breaching European football for a while there. So we're talking about a team that can, and they proved it twice this year, beat the best. So. I think that shows way more hope than a team that just slowly drudges their way in 
eighth, ninth for the entire season, and then mm-hmm. finishes in eighth. You know, these guys have that spark. They just need to get their heads on right, get the chemistry going in the locker room, and keep that spark lit for the entire season. And I could see great things out of these guys. Yeah. Sean, you gave them a B plus as well. Anything to add there? Yeah, I just wanted to say, obviously, the future of Ivan Tony with him uh, mm-hmm. being suspended for the next, what is it, eight months, obviously eight hurts months, them yeah. a lot. Um, my player of the season for them is their goalkeeper, David Raya. Um, but as you mentioned, they're another team that uh, likes to you know invest uh, on a lot of cheap, young, high-potential options and then sell them on if he goes. And then also Tony next year, as you mentioned, I kind of agree. I think I, I see them in the bottom half of the table, but still staying up safely. Yeah, Absolutely. Coming up this year, though, one of three teams from promotion to actually sustain their spot in the English Premier League. Love it when the newly promoted teams stay up. I think it's great for the league. I think it's great for players, especially their development. And then it shows that, you know, low-knee players from middle-tier, higher-team teams going down the championship, getting exposure on teams that have some high quality staying up is, is huge for the English Premier League. That's Fulham. So they were the number one promoted from the championship. They had the most goals, I believe, in the championship last season as well. Uh, they had 50, 55 goals this season, which was pretty on par, which is great. Most out of all of the newly promoted teams and then allowed 53. in. I think that goals for probably could have been a little bit higher if Mitrovic didn't get suspended for touching and pushing a referee. I, I forget how long his suspension was. It was like five or something absurd, five or seven games or something like, like that. But I think uh, for me... I, I put them, I really should probably have them as an A minus here, uh, a little bit above Brentford. I put them as a B plus, but I think I think they did exactly what everyone expected to come in here, really show good good championship style play, converting well into the EPL. So I have them as a B plus. But Sean, I know you like them a lot too, so I'll pass it over to you next and, and you can dive into yeah. this one. Yeah, I give them an A. Um, I think anytime that you get promoted from the championship and finish in the top half, you had a phenomenal season. I do mm-hmm. agree that they did disappoint. Uh, definitely after that FA Cup game, William got suspended. Marco Silva got suspended. Mitrovic, I think, missed, as you said, seven games. So that was a huge bump in their season, and uh, they were a little bit too thin to overcome it. But uh, player of the season for me is Jao Paulinha uh, in that, that holding midfield role. Talked about him a bunch. I think he's phenomenal. Had the most tackles in the Prem this season. Breaks up play really well. Um, and then also very quick distributor to let them get on the attack you know, with some of their, their fun attacking players in the wing. So um, just be interesting to see what they do to take the next step. Um, as you mentioned with Brentford, I think they're in a similar situation where uh, there's a, you, you have a lot to overcome both either from a recruitment standpoint or financial might standpoint with all the teams yeah. above them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, uh, Kyle, you got anything to add or you want to go right on into Crystal Palace? Uh, no, I gave him a, a minus. Same, uh, I agreed with everything Sean said. You come into the league and you get top 10, you deserve an A. I don't think I gave him the A because, like Manchester United, they had those few specific fuck-ups, those suspensions to Mitrovic, to William, and that's just yeah. a lack of discipline. That's all that is. You know, like, it oh, reminds yeah. me of an old Jose Mourinho quote when he's talking about Drogba, where he's the only striker on the field, and he had a yellow card at halftime, so he told Drogba, do not tackle fucking anyone and what did he do in the 47th minute he went out there and got a second yellow red card they left the game with no strikers so yeah. you know if you are didier drogba and jose Mourinho, you can laugh that off if you're not them you need to stay more disciplined i'm sorry 
that is a huge mess up. They had a contention that they, I almost had them as a shoe in for at least European football, if not Europa. Like there was a point in this season where they were flying. So that's a couple fair. fuck ups. I want to give them the A. I just can't do it. That's fair. That's not, that's not a, a poor argument. I'm trying to look at their disciplines. They were 10th with fouls per fouls per match. They were fourth with yellow cards with 80 and then they were ninth with one red card. So but then obviously the two in the FA cup as well, yes, which, correct. which affected them in, in the league. Correct. Um, speaking of another team in the league, talk about my boys in South London. Absolutely. Uh, Crystal Palace, you guys gave him C pluses. I went B minus, and the only reason is, fellas, I want you to scroll all the way to that left-hand column. They finished in 11th place, all right? That means something to Crystal Palace because they finished in 12th place two years running. <laughs> and we thought they were shooing for it 12th was shoo-ing. place once again. Three so, things in life, death, taxes, and Crystal Palace 12th place. Exactly. So for them to break that streak, good for them. I bumped them to a B minus. Um no surprise here. My player of the season is a Barry Eze. Fucking love yep. that guy. Yep. Silky, smooth on the ball. Like, so just easy at just velvet, dribbling baby. past players. And then Elise on the right wing, too. 10 or 11 assists, I think. So those two guys, great season. But that's all I got on Palace. Yeah, absolutely. I only gave them a C plus because of how poor of a form they were in after the new year. If they had had some resemblance of a heartbeat, I, I put them up there tenfold. And if they had some form of heartbeat, they definitely even better 12th and 11th place. And probably, to be honest with you, can overtake Brentford and Fulham. But that's the only reason why I gave them a C plus. Also because they sacked a Arsenal legend. And I just can't take that too lightly. But uh, Yeah, I, even, I joined you in yeah. that. C plus, same reasons, man. I like to watch them. They can beat any team, but they couldn't this year. So, yeah. Yeah, they were they were the Brentford last year. So I was I always thought of them as the team that you can't underestimate. But a team that you could absolutely underestimate this year, and I think our favorite highlighted one maybe of of the year in review is oh, no. the is the Blues in London, and that is Chelsea. The oh. biggest downfall Actually, I apologize. The second biggest downfall, but really in, in, in terms of magnitude, the biggest downfall in the English Premier League. They dropped nine places this season. They were finished in third place last year in Champions League and fell to 12th place. They have the largest delta in goals for of minus 38. They scored 76 goals last season and couldn't even hit the broad side of a barn this year if someone walked them right to it. So this is this is gigantic. I broke the alphabet scale, and I went with an H-, minus, which is two below F. If you're really good at, at your ABCs, you know that, which is absolutely in, insane to be even talking about it with spending over 600 million pounds on players. Just, just piss poor. Just piss poor, boys. Piss poor. Kyle, you yep. have an F. I'm not going to count how many minuses, but it looks like F- minus times... I don't know, F minus to the 17th. It's a lot of minuses, man. It it was pathetic. I mean, there were only four teams that scored less goals than you this year. That's awful. I I mean, two of the teams getting regulated scored 10 more goals at least than you this year. That's (laughs) awful. Awful. It's a joke, man. They are in trouble. I don't see a resurrection from this, man, for, for a while. They are in a lot of big names, a lot of big personalities. They need... They need massive help right now. 
they need Frank Sean Lampard. Sean, is, is, is Poach going to help them? Do you think this is going to get – they need Frank Lampard right now? Fuck off. <laughs> is, is Poach going to help them, Sean? You also have them, obviously, as an F. Where do they go from here? I think we know their defense is semi-solid. They have some, you know, you know, re-fortification that need to do. But where, where do they go? What do you see? I mean, um, they confirmed the signing of Nkuku from Leipzig, which I feel like is another one of those guys who is not a classic number nine, more of a 10 or like a second striker type of player. Mm-hmm. But um, the interesting area of the pitch for me is their midfield. Conte is a free agent. Kovacic is rumored to be going to Man City. Mason Mount's been rumored to lead the club. Loftus-Cheek is already signed with AC Milan. Um, and Zachary is going back to Juve. So that's five guys from their midfield. I know they signed a million players, but that's an area where I'd keep my eye on what, you know, maybe they go after a Caicedo. Yeah, absolutely. I would pass it over to you, Kyle, again, but I know you're just going to talk about Frank Lampard. So I think we can we can save more of the Chelsea fans some more, you know, pain. And, and we can go into into Wolves. Uh, just underwhelming, right? I mean, they yeah. finished in 10th last season. They finished in 13th this season. They had uh, seven less goals and let in, you know, to say that they probably had one of the best defenses in the league last year wouldn't be an understatement. They were very, very solid in the back, but they let up 15 more goals this season, which I think is kind of what did they in. I, I did them in. I give them a C minus. You know, I agree with you, Sean, that Ruben Neves was their best player, but he's 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 going to leave. So I, I, I don't know where the Wolves go from here. I think if you're the Wolves, you do not want to fall into the same trap that Leicester City did this year because I see the writing on the walls for you to follow suit. So I, I think do exactly the opposite of what Leicester did in this offseason and you, and you can sustain EPL. Yeah, I have them as a C minus. Um, I know Kyle described them as a stupid team and one thing, <laughs> wanted them to be one of the relegated three. So I personally have them a C minus. Um, I do like understand where you're coming from on the defense being bad, but their attack, their strikers only had six goals combined. That's yeah, Diogo Costa, Mateus Cunha, Juan Chen, and Raul Jimenez. Six combined goals. That's terrible. you got to get more from your striker position. That's, you just don't have a chance to compete. This is a team that used to be in the top half of the table for the last couple of years, so underwhelming. I mean, they, it's, the same, it's the same results for their forwards, though. They had the least amount of the, the teams that are in the NPL this year that they were last year, they, they, they were the worst. They had the least amount, so you're right. you got to hit that, that panic button on, on the forwards there. And then Kyle... Yeah, I One have them thing, as a D. Yeah, fuckers, they got lucky. You thought you they thought that they were going to beat Arsenal. On no, the last I'm game sorry, this but year. you thought, bro, you to, thought to even finish in the bottom half of the table is I, I consider that a loss. I mean, other than Chelsea, you look at the bottom half of the table; they have the best lineup, in my opinion. I'm sorry. I mean, you look at their the as Sean was saying, their front line pathetic this year. They're going to Costa Jimenez. They have Traore out there sometimes. Like they have players that attract fans. They have players that attract scouts for other big teams, and it's pathetic. Fuck yeah. those guys, man. They're lucky to be in the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> I, I took I think this shit the, personal. Uh, fuck this shit. I'm going home. I, I liked the, watching them oh, last year, man. This was pathetic. I mean, come on. Traore is supposed to have his arms oiled up, beating the crap out of players on the field. I didn't see that at all. <laughs> Not a, And then Costa, another angry motherfucker out there doing nothing. Like He might as well just kiss the ball and walk off the field. It's yeah. awful. 
I, I will disagree with, with, with you with one thing, and that's a good segue into the next team, which is West Ham. I think West Ham has a stronger lineup than, than the Wolves do when they're at, their, at full strength. I gave West Ham, who finished in 14th, which is seven below what they finished last year in seventh, but they are still in uh, the Europa final. They're, they're about to play that shortly. Um, I gave them a D plus. Just because you can't go from finishing top 10 to drop seven positions into 14th and just have the lineup that they do and just perform very, very poorly. And then, you know, looking into next year, I don't know where Declan Rice is going to go, but he's going, which is, you know, their brightest bulb, I think, would 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 show other than Jared Bowen, who had a hell of a season. Um, I think him and Ben Rama were, were really talented and, and Piqueta was also another one like I'm just listing half the team because they should not be in they should not be in 14th place so that's a very disappointing season for me for the hammers and Ted um, if you're listening I apologize that you are living in London or living around there and have to deal with that shit you just shouldn't have to so to me it's a it's a, a D plus um, and I, I don't think we're we see them in this position next year with the talent that they have. They'll have to replace Declan, obviously, but I, I don't see them finishing uh, below 14th next season. Yeah, I have them as a D for the same reasons, man. Underwhelming performance, very underwhelming. That's that's yeah. all I can say. Right? Yeah, uh, listen, like you said, they still have the Conference League final on June 7th against Fiorentina. If they win that, they're in Europa League, and it changes the outlook of the, their year, but as you guys have both touched on, they're way too good to be in the relegation spots for a good chunk of the year. So um, yeah, I have a D plus, but team that, you know, just a, a place down, but I would say significantly pop more positive outlook. I have Bournemouth. I gave him a B. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. also, we, we all gave him B's. Yep. I I'm going to all mine though. to a B minus because they lost nine to nothing to Liverpool. You cannot. <laughs> He's got to move past this. I, I'm still on to. this, man. I, I remember I mean, where I was when I wasn't even watching that game. I was getting notifications every two minutes on my phone. I was in a liquor store yeah, in Virginia. I mean, dude, I watched it. It was – all the goals were evenly spread out. It was, like you know, like five in the first half, every ten minutes in the second half. It yeah. was fire. Yeah. So much fun to watch. It's not like you missed it. You know, you could have tuned in at any moment of that game and enjoyed the rest of it. Yeah, and so. then like – and like I think you, you brought this up. I think – I don't think it was on the recording – but it was off of it. But then you go, no, you did bring it up during this episode. Then you go and you beat Liverpool who just kicked your ass. You beat them one, nothing. Yeah. The next and they have this them. dude named what Philip Billing. You show me another yeah. man with four L's and four I's in his name. And I will. <laughs> very, 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 very fair. I would say if they can restructure their back line, because they did let up the third most goals in the league this season was 71 if they can solidify the back line a little bit more i think you're you're looking a little bit better they still have to score more goals too so they have to they have to james what's your hot take oh well the team should score more goals and let in less great 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 <laughs> advice i'm sure no one ever fucking thought about that one but uh, the defense is really where they're struggling here so uh, for the cherries congratulations staying up is is a success to begin with being newly promoted but uh, one team that also stayed up, unless, Sean, you have anything to say, you can bounce back up. But one other, the final team that was promoted last season to the English Premier League that stayed up, that I had a future, it was a really dumbass future, to finish top 10 for Nottingham Forest. They managed to 
squeak out a relegation as well, and they finished in uh, they finished in 16th place. I have them as a C plus. Obviously, being promoted and then staying up is, like I said before, a success. But I did really think that they were going to do better. So, Sean, you have them as a B, which is the highest out of all of us. Go for it. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, it same sort of logic that that I had when I talked about Fulham. You have to, you know, have measured expectations. This is a team that made twenty nine signings. Yeah. In most of those in the summer window, so. There's a ton of over overload of the whole squad. Um, the guy, the two guys that stood out to me were Morgan Gibbs White, who they bought from Wolves, and then Brennan Johnson, who was actually yep. one of the few players that actually played on them last, last year. Last year, um, both of them had double double digit goal contributions, and are going to be fun to watch next year. So, um, yeah, B for me. I don't think they were that that good of a team, and it'll be interesting to see more of the incoming and outgoings this summer. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with a lot of that as well. I, I had him at a B minus this time around, but I'm not going to dog a team that just came up to the Premier League after not being in the Premier League for so long and staying yeah. there. You're not going to get worse than a B minus. I mean, for, I would say, the majority of their players, they had never seen the Premier League in the first game. Or each season. other. Or each yeah, other, like Sean yeah, said. For sure. So, a... like, to come together, to come into the hardest league in the world and to stay there and beat – beat out teams like Leeds, Leicester, you know, like some decent teams. I mean, all three teams that came in stayed up. In my yeah. opinion, they're all fantastic. Yeah, so, that's great. That's great for that the That being said, I, I didn't watch many of their games this year. I didn't find them very fun to watch. You know, there was nothing really exciting. You didn't hear us talking about Nottingham Forest that much. Yo, but their fr- their throw-ins, though. Hell Yo, yeah. but their throw-ins, oh, yeah. I agree Bring with that. Bring it back. But, like, if we have to highlight a team's throw-ins – <laughs> that's, that's enough. Like. True. That's 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 fair enough. That's fair enough. All right, mo- moving on to 17th and the last position now, the relegation zone. We spoke about them already briefly. Is Everton. So other than giving their fans a heart attack season in and season out, now I gave them a D plus. I mean, it, it's absurd that you're going through this again. They didn't do much from last year to change where they were so i i really think that they have to take a serious look i mean I, they even i think this year they got hit with financial fair play fine as well so that that could affect them in the off season going into the summer so if if you're if you're an everton fan you could be in in for another rough one next year you know obviously i think that the biggest problem that they had was that their strikers weren't performing uh Lewis was not performing very well at all up top. Uh, their big signing from last season, I'm forgetting his name right off the bat, um, but I'll, I'll get to it. I'll, I'll I'll say it once I look it up. But, I mean, just, just poor. Yes, yes, yep. Mm-hmm. They brought him in in the summer. He didn't do anything. They brought him in from Brighton. So that was, unfortunately, for, for them, one of the Brighton stars that didn't pan out. So, you know. As an Everton fan, I think you're just happy that you're you're still in the league. One thing that, uh, and I'll let you touch upon it, Sean, because it's right next to your rating. But uh, James, what a great name, first of all. But talk, give your rating and and highlight your player. Yeah, I give him a C minus, and I think uh, probably because my expectations for them are lower than you guys. Um, they're just it's not a well run football club. I think any fan would tell you that. Um, but yeah, James Tarkovsky, the only Premier League 
outfield player to play every minute of this season. So every impressive. Uh, wow, that is reliability impressive. and longevity for him. So big season. Obviously, Dyshball loves him. Uh, played him, played for him at Burnley. So, yeah, yeah, I, I agreed with James here with a D plus. They were second in goals behind Wolves, and I just dogged Wolves. So that doesn't really say that much. <laughs> Um, for me, their best player was Gooderson Park, hands down. That was, that's an easy call. Their fans made the yeah. difference this year. That's it. I mean, yeah. I'm saying if this was COVID times, if they had no fans at that stadium, we would be kissing their ass goodbye. Yeah, absolutely. But so segueing into kissing some of the the teams of Long in the Premier League goodbye, we start with the 18th place team, and that's Leicester City. Obviously, a bit of a disappointing championship or super Sunday for them. They do have the largest Delta in positioning from last year, finishing in eighth place, just a few seasons from finishing first in the league to finishing in 18th and being relegated. I alluded to it a little bit when I was talking about the wolves, they fell into a horrific slumber during every transfer window, got rid of their best players uh, with Fofana and really the key player being, I, I mentioned earlier in our, our episodes earlier in the season, Casper Schmeichel. How, how are you getting rid of your captain and your, your really true anchor back there and not expecting to do horrible? So I think between the two of them and the defense just absolutely being abysmal, they only let in nine more goals than last year. But it was just a horrific performance from them. And obviously, if you're relegated, especially if you're from top 10 the year prior, that's an F. That might be the worst, to be honest with you, outside of Chelsea. I think it is. So that's that's what it is. Um, my big takeaways from there is Yori Telemans leaves on a free. He's been linked to Arsenal in the past. But I think with the, with the status that Arsenal has now, they might pass up on him and go for someone bigger. And then James Madison's not sticking around. You can be sure as hell as that. So that those are my two takes. They're going to lose those guys. It it might be a struggle for them in the championship. Yeah, I have them as an F as well. Uh, they, they're just boring, man. I mean, it's it's a shame if you're a Leicester fan because out of the three teams being relegated, you did score the most goals and you let up the least goals. Yeah. And I mean, if you look even closer, you scored uh, almost 15 more goals than the guys in 17th, 16th, and 15th. And you let up less than two of them. So when when the guys who are finishing 15th place let up more and scored less, but they're in 15th and you're in 18th, something's wrong. Yeah. So, I mean, they got to they gotta fix whatever's wrong there. And I would expect to see them back because this was a season right now that I thought they would they, – they could have stayed up with their players. So they just got to get their shit together. Yeah. It'll be interesting to kind of see where they go from here because – um, as you alluded to, Kyle, they have a lot of real, like Premier League quality players, guys that just are way too good to be playing in the championship. Um, Harvey Barnes among them. I mean, we mentioned Madison, but Harvey Barnes had the most goals and assists of any player in the bottom half of the table. So phenomenal season by him, but it wasn't enough. Uh, defensively, they were a shambles. Mm -hmm. um, I know we said their goal differential was better than um, I think Forrest and Bournemouth, better, better goals allowed, but they were they're shit. I mean, there was one game this year where they lost to Liverpool and Wout Face scored both of the goals for Liverpool. <laughs> I think he's yep. he's got to be if yep. there's a like worst players of the season, I put Wout Face as my center back for yep. sure. Yep. Yep. 
And that that was that was Fafana's replacement. They brought him in this year. The Belgian brought they brought him in this year. So it just it didn't it didn't pan out, unfortunately, for for Leicester. Yeah. You know, now maybe I can convince my dad to become an Arsenal fan because his team's in the championship. So we'll we'll see if Steve Tess blesses me with his with his presence up here. The father of James Tessarero would never switch teams off one bad year. That would be that would just be a shame. He's gonna be yeah. a Luton Town fan. <laughs> you raised them better than that, James. I, I could see a Luton Town fan from him, but but continuing the relegated zone here, sitting in nineteenth place is and only you know worsening where their stance was by two positions. Seventeenth last year, nineteenth this year is Leeds United. Uh, I gave everyone in the bottom in the relegation zone an F. Kyle, you gave them a D plus. I did. I did. I mean, I I will start this off by saying this is me being a little bit biased. Their numbers do not speak volumes. They but they deserve to be relegated, hands down, for this performance. That being said, I've always thought Leeds is a fun team to watch. Even the games that, you know, they look boring on paper, 1-1, 1-0, They have fun out there. They play a lot of long balls. They go on a lot of fun attacks. So, you know, you see Leeds on the telly. I put it on. And for that alone, I'm going to give them a D plus because I probably won't get to see them again for quite some time after this season. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They are fun to watch because they score goals. But the other thing is that they almost were identical from last season to this season with goals against being 79 last season and 78, which was the most in both seasons for goals against. So you're, you're right on that for sure. Sean, what else you got, my man? Yeah, I think uh, Rodrigo was my player of the year for them. He scored a bunch of goals. Uh, we talked mm. about how good they are offensively, but again, they are shit defensively. Um, easy to play Monday morning quarterback, but this is karma for them not going all in on the United States of Leeds. They oh, bought McKinney and then fired Justin Marsh like a week and a half later. This is you, you don't do that to the to the to America, baby. All right, no, the stars and stripes, baby. Yeah, exactly. America, yeah. fuck yeah. So yeah, soccer. Yeah. yeah, it's soccer now. Anyways, <laughs> last last point on them is actually about an American, Tyler Adams. I thought he was really good. I thought his injury, um, and I think it was a hip injury he missed the rest mm-hmm. of the year, really, really was the death blow for them because he b- broke up so much play for them. I think he's a really good fit for that high-pressing style. Where does he go from here? Does he go back to Germany? Um, or does he get another opportunity in the prem? So we'll see. But that's the guy to keep an eye on for me. Agreed. Agreed. And you know, uh, Weston McKenney is is going back to Juve. I'm sure he probably won't stay there either. Uh, his another guy. Option, that's the another... third third guy on loan that's going back to Juve. <laughs> that's right. That's right. In the prem. We were in the prem. In the prem. In the prem alone. So Juve's run into some some issues. That I think they got to select who they send it send the people to more often. But rounding out the bottom of the table in dead last is Southampton. One of the teams that have had a relatively long run, I believe it's from 2011, 2012 season that they've been in the English Premier League for, uh, is Southampton. And, you know, I would say obviously an F because they're being relegated. They dropped five, five positions from 15th last year to 20 this year. I don't really know where they went wrong so quickly, uh, but it, it, it they went from a team that you can consistently look at and you're playing at the bottom of the table and you're like, all right, there's like a 80% chance we'll beat them, 20% chance they'll beat us and then and, and go from there. I mean, I think we all agree that James Ward-Prowse was their player of the season. 
One guy I would like to mention is Kyle Walker-Peters. I will be keeping an eye on him to see where he's going because I really do think he's he's quite talented. He really performed very, very well on that left side against you guys, against Liverpool on the last day of the year as well. So Kyle Walker-Peters for me is is my shining star from Southampton, but we all agree that James Ward-Prowse is the magician from free kicks. So F's across the board. Kyle, I see you just updated yours to an F minus. Actually, you went F plus F and then F minus. So talk, yeah, talk about that mental typo. swing. Oh, okay, there we go. So yeah, the F was a typo. They're an F minus. I don't know what I was thinking giving them an F. They're the losers. The biggest losers <laughs> there is, all right? So that's it. When Their biggest accolade is us saying the only times we watched or talked about them was when their one player did that one cool thing and then celebrated like a golfer. Like, <laughs> you know, that's pathetic. These guys have been in the Premier And beating League Arsenal. Years. This and they did Arsenal. I, I said that we have an issue happened. every year, so I'm excited that, that they're going down. Yeah, but like, I mean, talk about a pathetic season. Yeah. These guys, they've been bottom of the table for a consistent amount of time. I think they finished 11th or 12th in 2019. That was their best season up here in a long time. Probably the best one they'll have. But to have the season that they had, good for James Ward-Prowse. He's about to get a contract. He'd be you know, the world would be stupid if not to give him a contract. He does not deserve to play in the championship. But other than that, shit, man, I couldn't tell you a single highlight from this season that I remember other than some cool free kicks. Yeah. Sean, what are your feelings about 20th place? Take it home. I mean, listen, very, very disappointing season. And I think the word that I would use to describe them is naive. Hmm. Um, They barely stayed up last year. And instead of focusing on bringing in guys that will help them stay up, um, they brought in a bunch of young guys, which, listen, in a long-term stand, from the long-term standpoint, it might work out for them if they retain some of these guys like Romeo Lavia, like Gavin Bazunu, um, like Coletta Carr at center back, and um, I forgot what the other guy's name is, the Siakman. They have good young players there. Uh, Kamal Dean Suleiman has scored a goal and an assist in the last game. But if they can't, keep hold of these guys because they went down then they then it looks like shit yeah, yeah it's like what were you thinking man um it's almost like they were like all right we're gonna go down we'll give these guys experience and then we'll bounce right back up but it's easier said than done the championship is a very difficult league so we'll see if they come back up i do think there's a lot of talent there but um obviously as you mentioned james ward prowse the next place for him where that might be i actually think everton is sneaky a good fit Mm, absolutely yeah see yeah, that absolutely yeah yeah i mean out of all the teams that got relegated uh, southampton's the one team that i just don't see back in the premier league in the next two years like like sean just said they they didn't go after what they needed to and i would be shocked if they retained james ward prowse so they're about to lose their best player as well i don't th- i mean i can see lester i can see Leeds coming right back we said lester's got a bunch of premier league talent on it Leeds is fun they go down to the championship they're still going to score all their goals. Maybe they just won't let up. You know, they can both bounce right back. But, dude, Southampton. Yeah. God I, I, damn, I don't, they got to yeah. work. I mean, all, all three of these teams are going to get scavenged for their for their top talents because of wages, obviously, and, and everything. But it's going to be it's going to be a rough, rough next couple of months for everybody. But I think that is that is where we're at. That is one to 20. All three of our glorious and handsome opinions on how the season went for every individual team. Obviously, again, some are tears of happiness and some are tears of pain and grief. Mine are happiness, guys. Mine are happiness. 
but the thing is, Kyle, we never ever said we really cared about your opinion on the show. We kind of just brought you on, so, you know, as a, as a third. Uh, yeah, a that's third fair. Voice, right, Sean? That's right? fair. That's... I mean, you must have known City was going to take it. <laughs> we, we, we try. We try to make it as close as possible. But I am uh, very much looking forward to another episode in the near future with the Champions League coming up. But as far as the first season of the English Premier League State of Mind, the EPL State of Mind podcast goes, raging success. I give it an A+. It was amazing talking to you guys, talking shop, getting out of the headspace that is work life and getting into the state of mind that is the EPL. So I really appreciate doing this with you guys. It was awesome. We'll be back on the radio and the podcasting world uh, after the Champions League final. But, boys, well done. This is this is it for us. So let's go around the table, give everyone their, their final sign-off of Season 1. All the extras from now to the next season will be uploaded as bonus clips. And the Season 2 will start in the 23-24 season. But... Go ahead, guys. Kyle and Sean, why don't we start with you, Kyle, and, and we'll we'll pop right around to Sean to, to bring it home. All right. Yeah. I mean, this was an unbelievable experience for me. This is the first time I've done a podcast, so I'm having the best time, especially with Man City winning. <laughs> but um, I just want to remind everyone that it's not over. We still got two more games out there for Premier League teams. You know, man, the Manchester Derby is virtually coming up this weekend again, which mm. is... <laughs> In my opinion, other than the Milan Derby, I think the most dirty game in soccer, in football, whatever you want to call it, it is nasty. Fun to watch. Um, both teams have, other than City, I mean, Manchester United has nothing to lose. City realistically has everything to lose. They should not be stupid about it. But um, yeah, guys, I had an absolute blast. This is a great time. We'll be talking more after the Champions League. You know, this summer, we're going to have transfer rumors coming up. We're going to have once those transfers come in, we can start hitting you guys with how our predictions are going to come. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Absolutely. Shiny boy. Yeah. I uh, just wanted to say this was a great, great time doing this every Monday night or Tuesday night with you guys. And also thank you to anyone who's listened and, uh, and also, you know, followed us on, on Instagram, just like special shout out to my boy, Brian, Nick, uh, Cartwright, Cousin Evan, and then I know obviously uh, your boy Harry, Brandon, yeah. all those yeah. guys have you know commented on all that stuff. Dan Bada, all those guys have commented on all of our stuff and and interacted. So I just want to give them special shout outs too. So appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. We're looking forward to the next season. Listen, if if your name was rattled off there and you want to get involved more next season, we'll have a lot more opportunities, or even in the off season, a lot more opportunities to bring everyone aboard and, and have a special guest over the podcast. If you want to talk about it, come on aboard. Sorry. Also, Julia. Sorry, don't want to get in trouble. Julia, thank you for commenting <laughs> and voting on everything. Yeah, I'm going to throw a name in there as well. We're going to throw uh, Ian Johnson in there. He's our Manchester United fan on my side. He's, yeah, he's a yeah. little nervous to come on the pod, so we're going to have to nudge him in the right direction. But uh, we can, we're going to try we can, to get him on there. So I'm going to shout him out. That happen everyone blast his dms if you can somehow find him but get him on the pot well without further ado this is james kyle and sean signing off for the epl state of mind for the last time in season one and we'll get back to you guys in a week week and a half with our bonus clips so thank you again can't appreciate it enough like sean said for all the listening and all the supports if you want to get involved don't be shy but till then until the next episode We'll see you around.